Welcome to Made for Profit, a podcast where we talk business in the shop and help you monetize as a maker. Each week we cover business topics to help you grow your full-time business or your side hustle. We'll also bring you interviews from a variety of people winning in their space to share valuable business insights and life lessons. I'm Brad Rodriguez, a full-time content creator running FixThisBuildThat.com, and my co-host John Malecki runs a full-time furniture company and his content site, JohnMalecki.com. We've been growing our successful businesses online, and we want to bring you into the conversation and help you grow along with us. Welcome to episode 50. As y'all know, Instagram is one of our favorite topics where John and I spend most of our time on social media. But there have been some major bombshells being dropped by Instagram recently, and one of them was a sit-down with TechCrunch, where the product lead for Instagram actually laid out how the Instagram algorithm really works. So we're going to break down what he said and give you our thoughts on it as well. But let's just stop for just a second before we get going. We want to thank you guys so much for your support you've given us this year. 50 episodes, man. That is awesome. Yeah, 50 is incredible. I can't believe we have that many in the bag and we are totally pumped to bring you guys 50 more. Uh, we're loving everything that's happening in the MFP community and really want to send a huge thank you to each and every one of you. Absolutely, guys. And we especially want to thank our patrons. Uh, whether you're a current patron or a past patron, your support has let John and I commit the time that we need away from our regular businesses to record and put out the show each week. And uh, I'm sure, as you guys can imagine, that is not something that is is trivial. So your support helps us do that. We really appreciate that. So thank you so much. And speaking of patrons, we did have a few new ones this week. Uh, so before we get going here, we had Small Shop Works. Tommy Jobson and Guns Plus. Thank you so much, guys, for joining. If you'd like to join the patron tribe, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash made for profit and get access to the after show and some other cool rewards. John, long time no see, man. What what you been up to? Oh, man, I am just getting back in the groove. As you guys can hear, I'm a little bit hoarse. Um, I was down at Brad's shop if you were checking us out on social. Yes. Um, and then I spent the weekend uh, with some of my buddies down uh, screaming my face off at Tootsie's to live music. So my, uh, my voice is a little bit gone here, but <clears throat> had a blast, took a little bit of time for myself there. Um, and I'm just glad to be back in the shop. We've got a lot going on here. Um, I'm going to be wrapping up that concrete project that went absolutely nuclear on my Instagram. And um, since we did the recordings back to back with the modern maker guys, um, I've hit a hundred thousand on Instagram. So that was yes. like in that time I, frame. And yes, you did. And that that's because now we know how the Instagram algorithm really works. Yeah. We know, we know all not, of the secrets <laughs> that has nothing to do with it at all, yes. but we will talk about that, which is, which is really interesting. But yeah, dude, congrats on hundred K. That was awesome. Oh, it was, it was fun to watch because we had no clue. We, we were actually really hoping, oh, and, uh, we were really hoping it would happen at the meetup. At um, the so, meetup, yeah, right. so thank all of you guys that came out to the meetup. And then uh, we saw like this post just starting to go ridiculous for me. And I picked up like, what was it? 5,000 followers on one post that hit like, is that a 1 million, little over a million views? But yeah. man, that was nuts. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. So yeah, uh, just uh, as a spoiler alert, we still don't know how it works. Uh, no, we'll we, talk no. about it. <laughs> <laughs> we do know some things though that, that help uh explain but uh, anyway yes i am over here um I, i've spent the last few days in the weekend recovering from the malecki hurricane that <laughs> came through my shop 
Uh, so it was it was awesome having John in the shop. And uh, it was really fun. You know, when woodworking uh, for most of us is typically a very solitary thing, which is, you know, which is nice. You can escape in there and, and do your own thing. Uh, but most of the shops out there are one man or one woman workshops. And so having somebody else in, having one of your buddies in uh, to mess around. And, and uh, I posted a, a post of what kind of this, the typical view of it was John flexing while I'm trying to do a glue up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so go check my Instagram feed if you haven't seen that. That was that was a good one. Uh, but yeah, so we put together uh, two backyard games. So uh, John helped me make some cornhole boards that we had. We actually debuted the new and we hadn't talked about it. So uh, along with episode 50, we also have uh, a new logo for Made for Profit. So if you've seen the new logo and uh, we put that on a cornhole board as well as my new logo. So I did a, a minor revamp of my fix this build that uh, logo mark and we put that on the other cornhole board. So it's pretty cool. Those are going to be coming out uh, at the end of this week because this episode will come out then. Yeah. So yes. I believe at the end of this week, those should be coming out. Uh, and John did some uh, redneck golf, a.k.a. ladder golf. So, yeah, we're going to have, have some fun. plans, too. Yes. Yeah, we'll have we'll have plans available for those for free for you guys to download. So check those out. Um, and then, yeah, while you were here, I help you, John, uh, you know, when you have an ex NFL lineman in the shop, you make him lift heavy things. So uh, he, he helped me. Well, he didn't help me. He just did it. He grabbed my cast iron router table, which I believe is like 90 pounds and uh, just kind of chunk that up there. So I was <clears> like, yes, the, I need a drill. Press I, I need too. a local John Malecki. Yeah. And the, and the drill press. So. Uh, I'm going to be doing some projects with those. Uh, but yeah, dude, it was awesome having you in the shop and having you down. And I'm looking forward to uh, uh, we'll we'll be heading out to Joshua Tree. I think we said that we're going to go head, hang out. We've had so much Modern Maker on the show. We are going to actually head out there and hang out with Ben and Mike in Joshua Tree and Jesse um, at the end of July. So that'd be awesome. Yeah, I think uh, and I think Chris is going to try to make it up, too. So it, it, we've got a lot of cool stuff coming on. And this should it should be a blast. I'm, I was just Grateful for uh, the opportunity to come down, hang out, build a little bit, and then I'm stoked for Joshua Tree. That should be interesting because we'll have zero yes. tools and we're just yes. going to show up and give those guys a show. double hurricane. <laughs> I just want to meet the Garys. Like I'm, I'm just stoked to meet. See, I'm not the a fan. Have like no? I think that that's You're so not a fan disgusting. Of <laughs> no, I mean I would. I want nothing to do with the Garys. Yes, they are. I, they are. Tree rats. <laughs> Sorry, they Jesse. Are. They are. But my my kids will really like it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so jumping into the topic for today, uh, Instagram. And there was an article I mentioned at the top of the show. There's an article uh, put out by TechCrunch, and it was recapped by many other blogs. So you may have seen the article or heard about the article. Um, but basically, the product lead for Instagram sat down with TechCrunch and I, I don't know what the impetus for this was, but um, they sat down to discuss the Instagram algorithm because there's been so much conversation about and we've talked about it on the show many times, uh, uh, whether it's in the after show or, or just in the main show about some of the different things going on uh, with the algorithm, you know, crushing people's um, feeds and not being seen out there. And how do you how do you counteract that? You know, what's the best times to put like all those different things that everybody talks about on Instagram if you're trying to grow an account. Uh, and so I guess that they were like, hey, look, let's we're, we're going to set the playing field or we're going to clean the slate and just tell you guys like what's up, because they have changed a lot of things. Uh, obviously, 
you know, when they introduced the algorithm after they went away from a chronological feed is when it all started. So we're going to roll through the article. Uh, and so we'll, we will have a link to the article. So this is, you know, not our work. Obviously, this is from TechCrunch. We'll have an article to it uh, or excuse me, a link to the article so you could go and read it. Um, but we'll just we'll just jump right in there, man. Um, I, I, the first thing they started with was, uh, they talked about, and it was actually like, like it was a whole presentation. Like they had, there was a, there was a picture, uh, of that product lead, like in front of a dual screen that had these things on there. So they actually gave a presentation. This wasn't just like a phone call. Uh, but they said there's, there's three main factors that actually go into, uh, what you see in your feed. So that's, you know, when we talk about an algorithm, that's all that is, is like when you, when any person opens up their Instagram feed, what pops up? So there are three main factors and, and we'll go through each one, but it's um, interest, recency and relationship. And so as you apply those to any of those items, then that's that's how that goes. So why don't you hit that the first one, John, about interest? So um, Instagram interest this uh, I was actually blown away by how deep they actually went with this stuff. And, and just make sure you guys are heading over to the show notes to read this full article because it is. It's really good and really detailed. Um, and you, you all know how much Brad and I put time into Instagram and we were both just like, wow, um, kind of jaws on the drop, uh, excuse me, jaws on the, on the floor kind of thing. But, um, so, so basically the interest concept for, for the, uh, the, those three factors, um, is how Instagram predicts, uh, uh the way you're going to care about a post. Um, with that, you know, how do you interact with other posts? How, how do you, um, you know, engage with what's happening on the platform and with the people that you're following and, um, the interests that are involved with those. And then Instagram is trying to guess, um, with the algorithm on what you're going to like in the future and put that at the top of your feed. Um, so you're trying to just determine based on past behaviors, um, you know, how you're, how you're interacting with similar content, um, and then like, as the words say here on the article, they're going to machine vision <laughs> using mach- machine vision, analyzing, uh, and, and, or some crazy words and <laughs> they're going to try to, basically uh, in your mind, they're going to try to, to give you the content that you want to see the most. So, um, so, so with that, uh, this is, this is huge because we've been getting so many questions on people just kind of dumping content and, um, and not feel like it's not getting seen. You know, I was having this issue for a long time. And then um, what I realized was I wasn't actually interacting as much as I needed to be on the platform. And therefore, the things that were happening around my content weren't being fed to as many people as I could have. And it kind of seems like that this is um, one of those factors. It's because um, I wasn't feeding the part of the algorithm that's trying to help people predict um or excuse me, that's helping predict what other people are trying to see. Um, yeah. and, and you know, that, that's, that's basically comes down to interaction. Um, exactly. In, in my understanding. And that's what, yeah. Cause interest and interaction, I think are very similar. So the interest, recency and relationship, the, the interest in the relationship. So it starts tying in the relationship piece, uh, just real quickly. So the recency one is, is pretty obvious. So recency is just, uh, how recently the post was shared. So you'll get newer stuff versus older stuff. But the those two between interest and relationship is exactly what you're talking about. John. I, I think what's cool is that um, if you break it down into, you know, its rawest form, that's exactly like that's what we've always talked about. Like you need to put things out there that 
are good quality content that people are interested in. You need to interact. And so that relationship part is how close are you with the person who shared it is what they say. And what that means is like, so obviously Instagram doesn't know, like they don't look at your family tree and go, okay, let's see here. That's uh, his brother, (laughs) (laughs) third cousin, Jimmy. Uh, No, it's not doing that. It is gauging that by how often you're interacting. So uh, I think those could, that relationship could even be changed to interaction. So interaction and interest, if you will. And uh, I think what's the interesting part about this one, John, is that the interest we all, I think people have, and us included, you have a um, you have a tendency to think it's all about you, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, it's my content. Like, why is my content not being shared? But that's like uh, this article, like for me, that was the biggest thing that it kind of flipped on its head. I was like, oh, like it's not about you. <laughs> the It's not you. It's me. Yeah. It's not <laughs> it's not you. It's the audience. So it's not looking at your your post and going, is this good enough that we're going to share? It's going, okay, here's this post. Uh, who are we going to share it with? Who wants to see this post? And that also, so interest. So there's a lot tied into that interest, right? So they're going to also, so I'm sure like hashtagging is tied into there because uh, it knows, you know, what type it is. But the other thing was that uh, we'll, we'll hit down here uh, more is like what kind of content it is. And so it's it's uh, I'll wait because there's an actual bullet point on that later on. But anyway, it's not about your content as much as it is. So if you think about it, it actually goes really good with the conversation we have with Mike Montgomery uh, about trending. Right. So what's trending? It's like, is what you're posting what people want to see? And that's what does good. And it's not like, oh, we like John or we don't like John or we like Brad and we don't like Brad. It's that. Are people enjoying what they're putting out? And that goes hand in hand with what we've been talking about for the past year about all social media is, is, you know, get good content and find your audience. And that's who's who it's going to get served to. Yeah. So this um, this entire sit down in this uh, interview is a great opportunity for reverse engineering as we're looking at it, because, you know, we were we were caught off guard when we saw how much um, they were discussing and gearing it, like Brad said, towards the consumer over the, the post and, uh, excuse me, person, individual posting, um, <clears throat> is that, you know, when you're thinking of the, these top three interest, recency and relationship, you want to, uh, take those factors and then gear your content towards how you think other people that are going to be consuming it with those things being relevant to you. This isn't just like a gateway for you to go, Oh, interest. I got to post things that are interesting you know, uh, more than I, more than I used to, not necessarily. I would say that you're in the interests of the way people are engaging with your post. This aspect is going to be more based on, you know, like stuff like Brad said, how frequently are you, um, you know, using a certain hashtag or are you giving people an opportunity to communicate? Because from, um, if you go deeper and there's a sub article that was released by later.com that we'll also have a link to, if you go deeper into that article, they discuss, you know, how, one of the individuals is into dogs and puppies. And, you know, if you're interacting with you know, puppy posts a ton, if something has hashtag puppy and on my feed, uh, I interact with that a ton. I like it. I comment and, you know, there's and I share it and tag other people. They're going to put those posts first and they're going to put those type of posts in front of me more often if that's what I'm engaging with. So that being said, if you create content that creates that for other people, that's where you're going to start to see some wins with the interest concept. It's, it's, 
it could be easy to fall into something that's like, you know, how can I make this thing a little bit more uh, ironically interesting when it's, I I don't really see this, uh, this bullet point as something like that. I think I see it more as how can you take the content you're already producing and give the other people more of an opportunity to engage with it. Um, and we've touched on that a little bit before, right? Like we have, like like when we talk with Jeff Mack and stuff. Yeah. And I think what it really gets into, and, and I know that we've also talked about, um, making sure that you have a clear and and concise message on your not not necessarily concise, but a, a clear message. Making sure that you have a message that uh, is consistent, cl- clear and consistent is what I was looking for. Uh, because like that thing. So if I'm doing woodworking, then every now and again I'm doing a dog post. Instagram's like, well, you know, I don't know, like because so now what you've done is you you've split the audience. And so if you're posting off topic, so if you if your main topic is woodworking, but you also post food, you also post dogs, you post some personal pictures that the interaction and the interest in your account is going to be high for your woodworking audience on the woodworking pictures. It's probably going to be low on your family pictures and your dog pictures. Right. So then all of a sudden what what happens is that that's getting your account a you know, it's it's less consistent and the people who are following you don't like you know, some percentage of what you're posting. And so that is a, you know, that leads to a diminished relationship, if you will. Right. Because it's like, well, this, this person, you know, this person only likes 50% of this person's content. So we're going to say they're not, you know, they don't love that person that much, that account. Uh, so that kind of thing, I think that goes hand in hand with that, that you want to be clear and consistent with your messaging on your Instagram channel, that it's around uh, specific topics and that this is a great way. I think, again, this goes into um, showing how you can build a tribe. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what this is like, because I hear a lot of people. So they're the one of the big conversations is, well, a lot of my followers are other woodworkers. How do I pull in customers? Right. That's one we hear all the time. We've talked about that in the after show a lot uh, is how do I get people who want to buy my product instead of just people who are peers? Uh, and again, that is catering that product, catering that message and making it something that's interesting to the end user and tying those things in there and, you know, tying in process shots and telling a story behind it, but making it a story that people will appreciate in kind of the development of your product versus like something that's just so hardcore technical woodworking, you know, that only other woodworkers would really be into. It's like, hey, you know, talking about the transformation of the wood or talking about high level, the, the process. Uh, I, I think there's just, you know, there's so much boiled down into these bullet points that is really kind of the, you know, the underlying message of what we've been talking about all this time is just making sure that whatever you're putting out there, that you're, you cultivate the audience. It goes back to your thing, right, John? It's like, hey, if you want to sell high end furniture, stop selling cornhole boards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you, if you want to have an audience that is more customer focused, you probably want to have more beauty shots. Yeah. Right. And, and, and interacting with more people who would be and customers. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that that, uh, that, that is what really got me here. And like, that was a uh, point for me where I had like a light bulb go off when I was reading these bullet points. And then I dove a little deeper, <clears throat> as you said earlier, the interest uh, bullet and then the relationship, these three factors, those kind of leak between each other. But what, what they really decided to emphasize on with, with these changes was, you know, them trying to 
uh, put your friends and family back in front of you because they were getting a ton of complaints um, with all the changes that I was wasn't seeing anybody that I wanted to be close to. And um, as you got to remember, you you have to remember that that's how most people use Instagram compared to the business side of things. You know, we have a very uh, you know high performing group of listeners who are trying to win um, mostly as a business or grain you know, an audience ship in order to to become an influencer. But with that, you got to remember that there's such a huge percentage of people that, you know, just want to interact with their friends and family yeah. and just the brands and stuff they want. So with that, the algorithm is now trying to guess how close you are with that person and put the people that you want to be interacting with the most in a higher ranking slot for the content that you're going to be fed and the content you're going to be seen. So, you know, this goes back to, our kind of um, the our our tips on on growing is 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 that interacting or uh, being a part of their community as well. Um, so you know, turning this and gearing back towards you talking about wanting more woodworkers as followers or more clients as followers. If you're interacting on other woodworkers pages, you're going to get seen by more woodworkers. If you're right. interacting on places where potential clients are, say high-end brands pages or on uh, you know blogs that post product and places like that, that's where you're going to have people coming over that are like, oh my goodness, I love your work. I would like to buy it compared to how did you build it so I can recreate it. Um, and with that, that whole relationship, and it's ironic we just did a show on this, but that whole relationship you have between them, uh, excuse me, that person you're interacting with is, is what the algorithm's now trying to guess. Um, and, you know, is that person just interacting in order to, uh, you know, try to get them over to follow, a.k.a. all those robots that were around for a long time? Or is this person, you know, truly in conversations and they're co- consistently, ha- you know, commenting and liking and sharing that th- these are this other person's stuff? Um, so those are huge factors for anyone that's trying to grow an audience. Like these are these are major yeah. things that we are easy to execute on that you can do immediately to start to get bumped up in those rankings. Yeah. And, a, and a, you know, just for the flip side of that, obviously, uh, if you if and I hear this, too, a lot, uh, man, I, I haven't seen this person's post in forever. Like what happened? Well, it's because you're not liking or commenting on that person's post. So if you want to see more of a certain person, interact with them. Right. So like and like and comment. So if, if you're missing out on somebody's posts, uh, you know, Instagram thinks that you don't really like that person. So uh, if you want to see more of them, then make sure you're giving Instagram the signals to let them know. Yeah. Uh, and, and in hindsight, maybe you don't like them as much as you really thought you, think you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, there'll be, there'll be times when we don't see each other's stuff and it's because, you know, we interact so much on text message and, you know, with the show, it's like, you know, we don't jump into each other's comments as much, but then you right. see that. Um, I, and I think it's in, in hindsight, looking at that and going, oh, I don't get fed this person's stuff. It's easy to just start interacting, you know, and, and then give the uh, give the algorithm, you know, that that insight to, to what you're trying to see. Right. So going on to the next piece, and I think this this goes into more uh, these next three really hone into the individual user experience of the person opening up their Instagram app and what's going to come up. Uh, so they they also said there's three additional signals. So those main three factors, interest, recency and relationship are the are the big ones. Um, and those are are more of interaction between two accounts uh, or you and any other account. These other ones are more about you uh, and how you use the app or how any user uses the app. 
So these other ones are frequency, following, and usage. And these are all about, the way I look at these three is that, um, you know, to kind of recap them all into one, and then we'll break each one down, is like, okay, I open the app, how long am I on the app? And how many people, you know, so if I open the app and I'm following a thousand people and each person posted one post, there's a thousand different posts that Instagram can potentially show me, right? And and if I only scroll through 20 posts, what 20 are those going to be? And that's where this gets to. So it's it's frequency about how often you're in the app. So the more you're in the app, um, you know, the more you're going to see, obviously. So when you look at when you look at the app and you're scrolling through there uh, and the, somebody has a name for them. I, uh, actually, it was I think it was it was Ben and and uh, the guys over there on Modern Makers. They were talking about, you know, are you a because uh, I think they were talking about I was just looking at they're talking about the YouTube subscription feed and the same type idea. And uh, I think it was like completionist or something. It's like, do you want to scroll through your entire feed? And I'm one of those guys. And that's why I have a very small following. Uh, I follow very small amount of people. Like, I don't even know what it's at right now, but somewhere between 250 and 275. Um, because when I open it up, I do like I <laughs> there's this like innate feeling inside me like I want to see everything. And so that's why I've never followed a whole ton of people, because I want to be engaged with all the accounts that I'm following and see what's going on. And if I don't look at everything, you know, there's always like this little nagging and, you know, I know that's a you know personal downfall or whatever. That's, that's my own personal problem, but that's just kind of me and what I do. So the frequency and it's like, do you scroll through your whole feed? How often are you in the app? And so that's kind of the frequency and how often you're in there. Uh, and then, you know, the following goes on top of that. So like, I don't know, how many people do you follow, John? Um, I actually just purged. Uh, it's that's not the best word to use, but <laughs> that's what they recommend. Um, I'm at 590, but I used to be at like over a thousand. Um, and what I realized was I was I like to follow a lot of personal interests still too because you know I'm a person. <laughs> so um, you know, like barstool sports and you know a, a bunch of um, sports related stuff, as well as I love food blogs, I love style blogs. I follow a lot of those. And I mean, if I went in and deleted every food personality, every um, style blogger and every uh, sports blog, I'd probably be down closer to 300 where you're at. But what I noticed in my own feed was that I was following so many um, people that were tangential to the main interests I had. So maybe I follow ESPN, but then I'm following seven sports broadcasters who are saying the same thing as ESPN. I was getting following the Ocho. Yeah. Ocho. <laughs> Just love, you know, we love cornhole. I mean, it's, what can you say? So, uh, <laughs> but what you, what happens with that is I get fed that type of content. So reverse engineering that concept to how we want to use Instagram for, to grow our business. You have to think, am I being supplemental to a main interest with these individuals? Am I providing value above and beyond what other people are? And am I giving them an opportunity to learn more things? Because that's where my stuff's going to be seen more by them. So if you're not a huge account, but you interact with, say, minor Brad's accounts a ton, the people that interact with ours as well or that are constantly interacting with us, those are the people you're targeting. They're going to get fed to more. If you're interacting with, you know, ESPN or an account like that a lot more, that's they're going to try to feed your stuff to them and then realize there's a brick wall there because their interests are probably completely misaligned. So, you know, this is why this is an important factor in who you're following is you you have to consider if you're following these accounts, you know, am I actually bought into my Instagram and trying to grow it for business? Because 
you know, these are this, the algorithm is going to become confused by who you're interacting with and what you're interacting with based on that. And this was a nice eye opening uh, point that they made in, in the interview in the article, because I realized like, wow, you know, I should stop looking at puppy dogs on my IG and, <laughs> and, and you know, I'll follow a couple right. more woodworkers because those are the guys and girls that I really want to be in engaging with and providing value to because you can as you start throwing these factors into like the pool of what the algorithm's trying to do you could see how it could become confusing and why your content would become yeah. squashed and it and it just like i think what you're what you're scratching at there john is that i think it really it, we talked about this in the past i think it really makes a case for having a business account and having a personal account yeah you know and and i know it's kind of a pain in the butt right like like when you want to scroll your feed you just want to scroll your feed you don't want to have to switch in between they do make it a lot easier now. Um, I've got three accounts that I switch in between, uh, you know, my personal account made for profit and the you built that, um, which I've kind of completely abandoned, but I got to get back to that soon. <laughs> I've not posted on that for like three months. Um, but as we do that, uh, it's exactly right. I mean, I think the, the more that you can be clear and consistent, like I mentioned, uh, the better it's going to help you, you know, be aligned with whatever your business goals are and what you're doing. Uh, but I think the the interesting thing there as well is that uh, as you and I'm actually I just looked I'm at 277 so I've actually but I have been adding because uh, you know I only I've, I tell people <clears throat> I used to get the email a lot like hey will you follow me and I'm like I, like the best uh, like, I would much rather DMs, see you in my feed right like when engage. somebody <laughs> right when somebody DMs me and it's like one of those you know requests right which means they've never DM me before. And so they DM me and they say, hey, will you follow me? It's like, I like I wish I had an auto reply. Like if you were DMing me for the very first time asking me to follow you, that's going to be a big fat no. Like because I don't know you from Adam because we've never interacted before. Uh, so, you know, stuff like that. But then at the same time, um, as we've gotten into more of these events and I've been meeting folks and having personal relationships, like that's like pretty much everybody in my feed I have personally met or talked to or have extensively talked to them online. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, especially now with the podcast and, you know, like Black Force. Like, I've I've never met them, but we've interacted a ton. And, you know, we had them on the po the podcast, Jeff Mack. Uh, but, you know, Canadian. Like, there's all these guys that have just, uh, I've built a relationship over the years. Uh, and, and they do amazing work, obviously, as well. But, like, that's the type of person that I follow. Uh, and so when I see their content, you know, I'm, I'm interacting with it, engaging with it. But there are some of the same thing, John, like there are some people that um, are kind of ancillary that I, I their stuff just scrolls through and I just look at it and I'm like, OK, and I'm keeping tabs. And it's it's maybe somebody that I met that I just haven't, you know, everybody I, I look back at that and you can kind of see, uh, you know, people, somebody that you interacted with a ton like a year ago. And for whatever reason, you just don't interact as much anymore. Right. I mean, that, that's just natural progression of how things work. And uh, I've noticed that a lot. And I've noticed that the same thing, like, oh, I'm not seeing them in my feed anymore. Like every once in a while, I'll go through my following and I'll purge as well. Like, because sometimes people just drop off, like on the face of nowhere. Like, you know, it's like, oh, where'd this account go? They haven't posted in six months. Like if you're not posting in six months, I typically, I like, I'm going to unfollow you because I just figure, you know, you're dead. No, you're, <laughs> you're you, you figured out something better for your life. Like, yeah. you know, unless you're a personal friend of mine and I'm going to be like, Hey, what happened? Uh, if it's if it's one of those online relationships and you haven't posted in six months, like I just dropped the feed because it's like, well, why am I following you if you're not posting anymore? Uh, but anyway, the point being that, uh, you know, aligning that is going to also be aligned with your business goals. 
But, you know, going back into the frequency and the following, uh, the more people you follow, the more of an opportunity, the more opportunities for posts. That's all it is. Like the algorithm, when was the last time you logged in and how many new posts from the people you're following have happened between now and then, right? So, and then it applies that interest recency relationship to determine what it gives you. Uh, now, the other thing is, is that it talks about usage. So it's like, how many times do you open it up? And then they also know, you know, do you dig deeper or not? Right. So you're going to see the the further you scroll, like if you're a completionist or whatever, then you're going to see a lot more people's stuff because you just scroll deeper. Right. So, again, if there's a thousand posts, if you're going to scroll through it through and see 500 of them, then, you know, you're you're only missing half the feed. Whereas what they said that people were missing like 70% of people's posts or something like that with the chronological yeah. posting. And they've, and that's one big thing that they've took into consideration. And when they were making these changes, <clears throat> um, which brings us to our next point, which is this, this usage aspect. Um, and this is basically how long um, are you spending on Instagram? Um, and this is a, this is a great way for businesses and people like ourselves to reverse engineer a situation or a concept and produce content around it. That being said, most people on Instagram are either binging through their feed, like Brad said, or they're in and out all day long, right? So with that, are you creating content to feed both of them? Are you creating content to feed um, the way people are consuming instead of, see, we all, we, we all tend to produce content that is easy for us to do one that we think is um is something we'd be interested in when it really doesn't matter if I'm interested in it it's matters is how consumable is it for other people so if someone's only on Instagram for say 5 minutes at a time i don't necessarily want to be producing 1 minute long tutorial videos maybe right. i would like to be jumping into 10 to 20 second long tutorial videos or sprinkling in photographs because that person's going to be more likely to watch my stuff if they don't see that it's extremely long or stay on my stuff or watch more of it. So um, Instagram is also going to be putting out if you're in, if you're only on there for, you know, a little bit of time and this is usage concept. If I'm only engaging with the top five people in my feed, just to continually serve me those top five people. Um, and if, if you're not digging deeper into the catalog and you're not spending more time, that's where it goes all the way back to the beginning where you're saying with all this stuff with interaction, you know, it's on us as the business to go and interact with the people who are probably using it for a shorter period of time, catch their attention and bring them over to us. So that way they can use our stuff because we have to think of how they're consuming the content, not just what type of content we're putting in front of them. And I think that's vastly important to anyone that's trying to do a specific targeted marketing because of, um, you know, how, how people are using your stuff is just as important as what your stuff actually is. Um, it's almost actually more important. I think that that's, um, and so it's a good thing that they're putting the usage factor in, into, um, into the, into these changes, uh, excuse me. And, and, you know, we need to be thinking of, um, as content creators, how we can gear our content to the usage of the people consuming our content. Um, so I think that's why for, you know, up until now, all these short little videos have been popping off because they're, you know, easy to consume the people that are, are liking and engaging with them. And they think they're cool are going to continue to get fed them. And they're not, you know, what we standard we're doing, say a teaser for a YouTube video at a minute long, 
um, you know, multiple shots and cuts, a lot of things going on. This was just boom, clear to the point, bang, on to the next one. Um, and that goes back to usage. You know, it's much easier to watch that, you know, three or four times. Right. The golf ball video, for instance, that I did. If you look at the statistics on my golf ball video, it's a recent post I did. If you want to go back in my feed, Brad and I were sitting there watching it get fed, <laughs> watching the uh, the consumers, like the consumability of the post itself. And what we noticed was that, like, I think well, uh, everyone was watching like average of three times is what it seemed like. So it has like 300 and 400,000 views on it now, but the amount of the audience that saw it, it was only like a hundred, 120,000 people. So, right. you know, in that that's what three views a person because it was short and it was interesting. And, you know, that's the way people are using the platform. Um, so you got to be cognizant of th- this thing. And this, this could be huge to, if you're having your struggles to changing up the type of content you're putting out there, think outside the box. How are people using my stuff compared to how I think I use the platform? Because, you know, we're not all wired the same. And, and so I really, really like this tip, this point that they're making, yeah. putting an emphasis on. Yeah. And I think it goes both ways. I mean, I, I think that what you're saying is absolutely right. That about, you know, we, again, when you think about it, if you think that somebody's going to spend five minutes on the platform, uh, you know, so if I'm going to spend five minutes on the platform, I've got 3000 units of seconds that I can watch. Right. So am I going to commit 60 of those, uh, excuse me, 300, not 3000. Uh, am I going to commit mm, 60 of those, you know, one, one fifth of those to one video that's a minute long? Uh, you know, maybe not, but if I'm somebody who spends 10 to 15 minutes on the platform, every time I'm in it, then maybe they will. And I think that goes to exactly where you were saying of of hitting different people where they're at and having a breadth of different types of content. And that's and that's why I think Instagram gives you so many options, too. So you can do a single picture. You can do the carousel. You can do a short video. You can do a long video. You know, there's so many different ways that you can skin the cat uh, and, you know, try them all and then see which ones resonate. And that's what what uh, we're, we're getting at here is basically you have lots of options. Uh, and since we know that this is geared around your audience, see what resonates with your audience. And so <laughs> let's take a quick interlude here about your concrete video. Cause that one is just like, just a pure example of how sometimes you, you know, stuff just goes and you can't foresee it or really control it. But, uh, John had a two back-to-back concrete videos, uh, that were kind of whimsical and on a whim and uh, John was trying to mix it up. I want to blow through those, John. Give give a little background on kind of where you were at at the time because you were just you were getting proverbial crushed, right? Like you you were crushed. you were getting. I think one day you were like, I think I picked up like nine followers one day. Yeah, like, I, I remember you were just in the doldrums. You were on the surge to a hundred k, or it was not a surge. You were on the the trudge to a hundred k. You know, Annie was whipping your butt. And then uh, mm-hmm. you you threw out what con- you were like the concrete <laughs> like yeah what so why did so, you even why did you even do that like what were you just because it was completely like AKA because I I texted you so I watched this go watch the video uh, because it's really funny because I watched the first three times I watched it it did not have sound and I was like oh cool John's like mixing concrete like no big deal like he doesn't really normally do that but you know that's that's a cool thing and then I turned the sound on and it was like. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a, well, one, the, the concrete project is something I've had on the docket for a while. Uh, I, I, I need a new coffee table in the house. I just got a new carpet and trying to do some stuff. 
Um, so I wanted to do um, an easy welding project for um, YouTube and with that, go outside the box and not use wood. So, you know, if you're just getting into furniture making, um, concrete's pretty simple. It's $6 for a bag of concrete. Uh, you can get into it there and then a real easy welding project. So with that, um, you know, I was watching the the standards of Ben Ueda's and, and uh, the DIY Pete videos. <clears throat> and I just put out the content I was had at the time for the week, um, you know, on, on my, on my Instagram and, and I just chopped it down, but I was realizing, you know, a lot of people are winning with like <laughs> off the wall, weird music. Uh, and, and a couple of our friends in the space, they'll just put like, you know, some, uh, you can, well, a lot, all of us are trying to use copyright free music. Um, and if you're not with a subscription service, like I am, um, it, the pool of those is, it's pretty small actually. And, and YouTube actually has copyright free music. So anyway, that music can be quite cheesy. So I just decided because the sound isn't very good of screening concrete and like, you know, mixing, um, and, right, unless, a lot going on unless you can get the boom really tight and get like grinding noises, um, which I don't have. So I just threw some corny music on it. And when people saw me using concrete, it was getting multiple views, a lot of interaction. And it was I, what I noticed in the first, you know, 50 comments that came in were just people were stoked. I was out jumping outside the box. Um, and then the way I made the content consumable was super short and it was, um, you know, small parts of the project. So I think the videos are like less than 30 seconds. Um, and with that, it was something different that people aren't used to seeing from me. So when the interaction was coming and I had a couple different hashtags, it was started to get fed to others. Um, and it essentially just went on a tear and I went from, you know, being at 90, I think 97,000 to 104,000 in three days. And, uh, and, and it just like ripped up through a hundred K but, you know, that is just me blatantly getting lucky. Like I was not, I did not think that that would go viral. Like for instance, the golf ball video we just talked about, I did that because I was experimenting. I made the ladder golf. You I made was the, yeah, golf. the ladder golf. But yeah, um, and one of them, ex- because it was like the old school golf balls that had yeah. like liquid in them. And the first one you drilled, you're like, oh my God, and yeah. you like splattered all over the place. And you're like, this is IG gold yes. like that, that, because that's like something, you know, yep. right. You know, you're like, okay, I'm doing this cool operation. Like this surprise to us. Like this is like, you, you know, there's sometimes where you do stuff, and you know, like this, this, this is a cool piece of content, but I think that the concrete one was really cool because you kind of took a flyer with it. I mean, not the, the project, like you're doing the project, the project's great. Like, you know, I've done a few concrete projects as well, but it's, it's outside the box for you. And that could have just as easily had 5,000 views. Oh yeah. You know, like we, like you didn't know. And that's the interesting thing is that I, I think the, the reason I wanted to talk about it was just uh, because I've had several people contacting me and saying that they've seen a big slowdown. So with this new algorithm change um, for whatever reason, I, th- I think that a lot of people are, are starting to get slowdowns. And my advice to this person was like, mix it up, like try new things, find out what's resonating now and, you know, it's not like you, like you're not going to go change your channel and start doing all concrete and start doing cheesy music. But like it was it was interesting to see that go off so big and pull in new people into your channel who may have not come. And and obviously, like some of those people um, might just like viral videos, you know, and they're going to bail out like right. You're, you're mm-hmm. probably going to get a ton of unfollows, but it's but the number of people who are going to stick around like, I mean, 
you know, you're still like whatever you're at now, 104, um, you know, you're a huge net positive because you just got in front of new eyeballs. Yes. And I, I, so I think a lot of these factors are, you know, really, really cool that we're hearing about because they're playing out like in what we're trying to do here. Um, and you know, the, the usage and the following, like, I don't follow a lot of concrete makers or users, but what I saw was that a lot of people are experienced with concrete because it's just a easily consumable thing. That's a part of our everyday lives. Um, and with that, a lot of people were wanting to engage with it, which was really, really cool. So, you know, thinking on how people are using the, <clears throat> using the platform and how they're consuming it and, uh, the type of people they're following, it was just something that was relatable for my audience to see because, you know, most of, most of us have probably, uh, mixed a bag of concrete and helped out a family member pour a sidewalk or something when we were younger. So that was a, that was a nice, that was a cool piece of content that worked out well. Um, so, you know, continuing on with, uh, the article and the conversation with TechCrunch, um, I loved, loved that they jumped into quote unquote myth busting because these are so many of the questions we get, right? Oh, it is. And we've talked about several of these things. I mean, it, it, ad nauseum in uh, in the Facebook group and, you know, some of the after shows. So I, I think I totally agree. I'm really glad they did this. Although, uh, you know, we'll, we'll hit some of these, but, you know, who knows? Could, I, I still kind of threw out their fake news. I'm like, fake news. They're just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause> but <laughs> the, uh, in the shadow ban, when we hit the shadow ban, I, I, I think that's fake news. But Anyway, the, um, the, the myth busting. So they were kind of like, Hey, look here, we, we hear this stuff a lot. This is not true. So the first one they let off with was, um, that Instagram hides post in the feeds. They said, no, you know, that is not true. Like they're not hiding. Like if you back to those three that we just talked about frequency following and usage, if you keep scrolling, you will see everything is, is what they're saying. So again, back to that example, if, if there's been a thousand posts since the last time you came in, um, those people, if you only ever scroll through 100 posts every time you go in and there's always a thousand new posts from the people you follow, uh, then you will only see 10 percent of your feed ever because that's just the way it's going to happen. And I, we didn't mention it, uh, but I think that's also just, you know, you talked about the purge. Um, if you're not seeing the people you think you're going to be seeing, you need to start on following people. And I think that that, you know, it just goes to is your audience an audience that follows a whole ton of people or not? I mean, again, going back to the user, it's not about you. It's about the people who follow you. Um, you know, you're, if you're getting buried, it's just because like there's so many other people out there and you're not up at the top of the list for that person. Yeah. Which is, uh, very opening. Um, at least from our end, because, you know, all of us feel like our stuff's being hidden all the time. Um, but so it's interesting. And then, you know, as, as you listen to this and as you know, we're all trying to adapt to these changes, you go through your own feed and you start scrolling, you're going to see uh, everyone's posts. Um, so I think that was, that was interesting. Uh, the next part that I was, uh, you know, that I was really digging was <laughs> that they blatantly said feed ranking does not favor photo or video. It's just based on how people are consuming content, which was Mind blowing because we've been saying for probably six months now that video video gets hot, you know, video gets bumped up. Yeah, but I I think it's and I think that this is this whole thing about kind of flipping your perspective, right? Because we talked about this. It's not that and that is true. Like it is true that video is hot, but it is not 
because when you post a video, uh, Instagram looks at your video and goes, oh, this is a video. Let's push it. It's because the preference of your audience is the video, right? So it's it's not the, um, I guess that it's an easy thing to think that, oh, Instagram likes this. It's not about what Instagram likes. It's about what your audience likes and that audience likes. And that's the, the you know, message. That's the through line of this whole conversation is that it's all about your audience and that what we've seen is the last six months, for whatever reason, um, the audience has been reacting. Our audiences specifically have been reacting a lot better to video than they have to picture. And, you know, we do we do believe, even though they release this, that video uh, content has a much higher potential for virality um, with that being it's just. Uh, uh, more, more engaging. Yeah, more engaging and, and more consumable to broader audiences. Um, so I wouldn't, you know, if you're <laughs> don't, I wouldn't listen to this and think like, well, if they're not benefiting video over photo, I'm going back to all photo because I, if, if you want to get those big spikes, you need a, you know, a video with a million views on it. You know, you need to be having that content out there. So, um, yeah, but definitely be considering like, uh, you know, how your, um, content that exists already is being consumed. And if you're seeing certain things that are doing well, you know, repeat those. Um, because I think this is a, something that we were seeing as a deterrent was like, Oh, you know, I'm not good at video when, you know, no, if you're great at photo, you could still crush it and do really well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Mom, the voices you guys can hear, it's getting worse worse. I'm yeah, trying to, yeah. I'm trying to keep it warm. I'll, ju- I'll, I'll jump in here. Yeah. I'll let you rest your voice there. John. The, uh, yeah. So the next one that I talked about was, uh, that the feed doesn't favor, uh, users who do the ancillary things like stories, lives, or use any of the special features in the apps like gifts. Cause that is something, like, you know, gifts that I think, you know, we've talked about like, Hey, Instagram, like, and this is one we have specifically talked about, uh, that if Instagram has a new feature, you should use it because they're going to push the new feature. Then they want to see it succeed. Um, like to, to me, like, yeah, okay. They've said this, uh, I I honestly believe that there's something in there, but maybe it's just the again the newness that uh, that it's the audience who wants to see the new stuff because it's the same thing. Like if you think about it from a business perspective, you know that kind of makes sense too. Is like you, you know if they're really coming at it from an analytical perspective, they won't muddy the waters by pushing new things. They will see how the audience likes it and then push it if it or you know like make it more widely usable or, or whatever. Uh, but what this would say is that they are completely non-biased in the sense that they just put things out and see how people like them and then react accordingly by either keeping it as a mainstream thing or, you know, trashing it, uh, which is which is very interesting. And I do know, so they didn't really talk about this, which is kind of interesting as well. I do know they do a lot of testing. Lots. They do a lot with different accounts, like they will give different accounts uh, access to different features and change the feed. They did this a lot maybe two years ago mm-hmm. uh, because uh, me and a, a buddy were looking at it and like our feeds were different. And like when they were reconfiguring um, the way that things looked and the way that comments came up and things like that, that they will they will change that. So they're definitely a, a huge test and learn, um, you know, for the for the whole feed and seeing how the different features work. Yeah. But but that's what it says. But again, back to it is that I think that uh, it's not that they favor people who do stories and lives, but if you are doing stories and lives, you are giving people more opportunities to interact with you, thus leading to more interaction with your account, 
thus leading to you ranking higher in the algorithm for those people who are interacting with you. Like it's all, you know, it's, it's kind of like the chicken and the egg type thing. Like I, I think that, um, you know, what they're saying is true, but at the same time, it's also giving you more frequency. It's giving you more recency. It's giving you a higher relationship, which all feeds into the interest algorithm piece. Yeah. And, and what's, uh, what's interesting about this concept specifically is that when, when most of us see a new feature come out, we weren't privy to it. So you're just, you see it and you're like, Whoa, what was that? And you're more likely to engage. So think of things that way. That's probably why we see small jolts of, um, of, of people using more of the new features, um, getting quote unquote bumped up because that's a, uh, that's, you know, what, what happens to me if, when, uh, <laughs> when uh, Jimmy Cheeto came out, you know, I wasn't familiar <laughs> that that was a filter. So I was on the platform more using it to find that filter. Uh, so think of things like that when, when, um, when you see new features and, you know, how can you use it in a way that's interesting that would make people want to be more engaged with your content? Um, and, you know, in, in kind of segueing into the next part, uh, which I thought was interesting was, um, down ranking for posting too frequently. You know, we see, um, a lot of accounts that just flood out, um, content all day long. And, you know, you have to assume that some of it's just not going to perform well. And when they're, and they're now saying, uh, no, you know, there's no down rank for, for posting too frequently. What may happen is if you, you know, throw three or five posts out there in a row, um, they're going to feed other parts between them. Um, right. but you know, this was, this was something I was like, wow. Cause you would, you know, you would think you could potentially game the system here and just start posting, um, as often as you possibly can. And if they're not going to down rank you or down rank your content, if you, if it's great content, you know, you could, you could really make some headway. And, um, We've been, you know, proponents of posting multiple times a day if you want to see monster growth. Um, and this definitely feeds right into that, which I think is, you know, still a great way to build an account, you know, get yeah. engaged and get multiple posts out there a day. Absolutely. Uh, and I think that's, uh, you know, one that a lot of people have talked about. But so these next two, I think these next two are the ones like I'm, I'm good with all the other ones. These next two. I, I, I'm in the fake news category on these two. Like, I, I think that there's just because of, because there just can't be. Uh, but so this next one was Instagram doesn't give any extra feed presence to personal accounts or business accounts. So they are basically saying it does not matter if you're a business account or a personal account. Uh, I can't. I just can't. I, I can't accept that. And the reason I can't accept that is because for a business account, they give me that promote button, right? So they say, hey, if you want to reach more people, right? So like you don't get that, you don't get that account, you don't get that link on your personal account. So I'll flip it real quick. And so say the only other way that um, that, that could be true, uh, and I guess this is what they're saying, is that you're naturally, gonna, that's how many people you would naturally reach and you can pay to up your interest level. You can pay to get up in the algorithm. Uh, again, I, I just find it really hard to believe uh, that they're not pushing business accounts down in some manner and sometimes. Uh, and so, you know, we've we've been back and forth. Uh, I was personal for a very long time. I am business at the moment and I'm seeing fairly steady growth, you know, and it has slowed down a little bit here recently. Uh, but John, you were business for a long time, went personal, went back business and then now you're back personal, but you're blue checked. 
Yes. Because I don't know, you like played in the NFL or something and you like <laughs> called the Steelers and were like, yo, blue check me. And they're like, okay, sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I basically get all the benefits of um, business without actually being in a business account. But what I find is interesting is what you said or uh, what we kind of touched on earlier was that um, Instagram does roll out new features to verified accounts earlier. Um, Gary V touched on this like to the in, like you said a little bit over two years ago. So what's really cool is seeing how I can interact with individuals as a, a verified account, and, but I'm actually a, a business um, and and still get to use that stuff. Um, yes, that's <laughs> I'm just super fortunate there, but I'm actually going to disagree with you here um, in the business versus personal accounts. Uh, you know, which one's getting uh, fed more and which one isn't. I think it puts more onus on the business accounts to actually be human and interact. Um, I think what tends to happen is that business accounts dump and run. And I know I noticed this specifically from a lot of the accounts I follow is that if you get a response on a comment from someone like, you know, apartment therapy or these massive blogs that that have you know millions of followers then <laughs> it's a long shot for that because they're not diving into right. you know answering comments and responding as much um i just think that what happens is that business accounts don't do the engaging because they just assume because they're a business there's not that human element there um and that's just my opinion going back and forth uh with that you know put it on yourself you take some data um, get some numbers. If you switch to business, are you, you know, actually interacting, um, you know, jot down a time, 30 minutes of interaction a day, um, give yourself a steady, you know, segment of factors in order to execute on and then go back and forth. If there's no, there's no negative aspect happening to it. Um, it's not going to hurt you, you know, but yeah, <clears throat> I think the only thing you lose. So the only thing that you get hurt on, which I believe is still the fact I, and again, you and I are kind of interesting because both of us, can do it. We can switch between personal and business with no repercussions uh, in the mm -hmm. sense that I was grandfathered in. So when I'm personal, I still get insights. The only thing I miss out on when I'm personal is I can't do swipe up. So I would be I would be personal if I could do swipe up. Um, but the thing because our buddy like we and and so here's another thing is that maybe this is the new algorithm. Like this isn't saying that they didn't push business accounts down before uh, because like, you know, when we had Matt Plumley change from a business to a personal account, we had the data like there was a and we saw it on multiple accounts where people uh, in in kind of that 30 to 60,000 follower range switched that they had huge spikes. Um, so like and that and that's probably why, like, I, you know, we have data that shows us that there is or there was a change. Now, we've not done that in a while. Uh, so, yeah, so we'd love to hear like if you got, you know, comment over on our Instagram uh, let us know what's been happening to you as you've been changing back and forth. That'd be a great topic for the uh, Facebook group over there. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, one thing I'm going to put pressure on our listeners to do is put the work in. A lot of us are looking for easy wins. A lot of us think, you know, I'm, I'm guilty as well. You know, switching, I deserve a jolt. Or if I'm personal, I deserve a jolt. So with that, you know, put the work in. If you want to see the results, get on the platform, get engaged, create great content um, and start, you know, doing the legwork, as we said a couple episodes back when we were talking about Instagram last time, um, and then make your decision, you know, on what you want to do and how you want to do it. Yeah. And then the, the last one that we'll wrap up with is this whole shadow banning. Uh, honestly, it, it was never a big thing. But again here, so the, the two that I kind of disagree with is, are the ones that we have seen data from. 
Um, I've not seen direct data, so it's just from what I've read. But uh, I have seen articles where and videos where people have uh, used a hashtag. So shadow banning is, is the idea that they ban you from a hashtag, not that they ban your account and that people don't see your account, but that you use a hashtag and then you don't show up in the search. And that's those are the articles and the videos that I saw. It's like where people would do a hashtag, then they would like immediately go into the hashtag and you, you know, you can always see your hashtag in there. You can typically, and they'd go in there and it wouldn't be there. So, you know, whatever, maybe that was a glitch, who knows, but, um, but it, it's not a huge thing, so we won't belabor it. But, um, yeah, they say shadow banning is not a real thing, but if you're using the platform right anyway, you're not going to get shadow banned. That was for people who are spamming, um, Oh, and the other thing, did we say, somehow we missed that in there. They, um, I think, is that they said that uh, you do not get penalized for hashtagging. So mm. uh, by using, you know, 30 or 10 or, or whatever, and, and that was a whole debate as well, uh, that they said that, you know, it, you don't need to use five relevant ones. And to my knowledge, John, uh, like it's still working in the first comment. So that was another big thing that they didn't mention that. And I've still, I've been doing all my hashtags in the first comment, uh, with still, you know, one to five in the main feed and then another 15 or so to 20 in the first comment. And that still seems to work for, um, you know, hitting the hashtags. Yeah. What I, uh, I think we saw a couple of our listeners posted in the Facebook group, um, about getting, uh, squashed for doing cut and paste. too right, many yeah, cut yeah. and paste. So just, you know, just be wary of it. And I, they're probably going to make changes, probably want to get, um, you know, in a revolving, you know, changing it up with your hashtags, if you're going to be using that tactic. Um, yeah, I, I've still been consistent with like, you know, two to five on the main and nothing else. Um, <clears throat> but it's probably why you crush me. Uh, <laughs> have it, but now, but I, I, I don't just looking think for that cartoon music in the concrete, dude, because I'm still, cause it, cause you know, that's the winning formula. <laughs> no, I need to, I so, need to go peel another glue brush. Well, yes. Well, so the, I guess the last thing we'll touch on, and we're not going to dive into this on this episode. If you guys want us to dive more into the new features that are rolling out on Instagram, let us know in the show notes, let us know in the comments, hit us up on Instagram. Um, but how exciting is this new stuff rolling out? We're talking about what? Uh, group live chatting yes. um, in the DMs. That's something that's going to be coming out that we're stoked about because you know we want to be using utilizing that for our patrons coming up, um, as well as long form video. A little bit rumor around that, um, mm -hmm. and a couple of other things, right? Yeah, yeah. So they have a lot of stuff on the docket. Again, let us know if there's enough interest. We'll do an episode. Maybe we'll wait for some of this stuff to percolate a little bit, and uh, we'll hit it. But they are talking about long form video on on Instagram as a possibility. So long form, uh, I think in the article, it said something like up to an hour and people freaked out. It's like, well, yeah, you can do like up to 10 hours on YouTube, but nobody does it. That just means mm -hmm. that like you could do a YouTube style and then a YouTube style video. And then they talked about, uh, you know, monetization. And so that would be massive for you and I and the other creators. Like how how do they. But then again, like how I think that's going to be the big question is how do they monetize it and how would they serve ads in a way that doesn't destroy the user experience? And I think that's what a lot of people are concerned about. So we'll see where that goes. But uh, yeah, I think there's lots of new stuff to come. Let us know if if uh, you want to hear more about it. Obviously, Instagram is one of our favorite topics uh, and it seems to be a place where we get tons and tons of questions. So, you know, we like to revisit it every every few months or so. 
And in the after show, we hit it a lot more than that because that's where a lot of the patron questions are from. Uh, but yeah, man, th- thank you guys for tuning into the show. If you want to get the information about these articles, head on over to the show notes, madeforprofit.com forward slash episode 50. And uh, you can read that TechCrunch article as well as the one from later uh, and see some of these new updates that are coming out. Yeah. And if you want to join the conversation with the MFP tribe over on Facebook, uh, you, you heard in this episode, we talked about them a lot. You're going to want to head on over there and search for Made for Profit Tribe. We've also got a private group for our patrons. If you're one of those, make sure you're joining that one, too. Absolutely, guys. So thank you so much for 50 episodes, man. So stoked. Ready for 50 more. And, you know, 50 more after shows, too. So why don't we go knock out after show number 50, brother? Yeah, let's crush it. All right.